Hey guys, at the beginning of this podcast, I warn you that there's a bit of profanity or potentially some profanity in here. I just want to warn you, there's a lot of profanity. So make sure that you are listening today, tag at the real Brad Lee, and make sure you are probably not listening around little ears unless you just don't really care, which then, cool, put it on. I don't care. But the podcast is incredible. I can't wait for you to listen, and uh, please make sure you tag me as well so I can see your feedback. Love you guys. Make sure you subscribe as well and leave a review. Hello, hello, everybody. What's going on? It's Jesse Lee. You can call me hashtag boss Lee or the people's mentor. And I'm super excited for you to have a guest on this podcast today who I actually was inspired by him over two years ago when he had me as a guest on his podcast, which is one of the top rated podcasts on planet earth. Oh my God, we have a celebrity. Uh, I had bright blue snow cone crazy hair and uh, we connected Um, through a friend of a friend and all kinds of crazy stuff like that. And we have maintained a friendship. He is the CEO of Lightspeed VT. He is the person who creates all those crazy, awesome online courses for people like Grant Cardone, Eric Worre, for those network marketers on here, Tony Robbins, and so many more that I know you all have probably consumed. But he is hysterical. Um, I don't know that those of you with children, he does not always have the cleanest mouth. So I just want to preface that because he gets fired up and I I love him for it but I want to let you guys know Uh, but he is a loving husband he is a father he is just an absolute super sharp businessman and I've been really enjoying his videos lately especially on his Instagram where he's kind of been talking through some of the economic stuff with coronavirus and also just your mindset around this so with no further ado I'd love to bring to all of you the real Brad Lee and it's Spelled like T, but it's not Tia. It's not Leah. It's Lee. So, Bradley, what is going on, my friend? How have you been? What is going on? Man, thanks for having me. Absolutely. I appreciate it. Well, you know, you told me, you said, Jesse Lee, if you, I'll be on your podcast when you have 50 episodes. I said, shut up, man. Uh, but there's a lot more than that now, and I'm, I'm super pumped to have you on here. Well, you know why that is. A lot of people that start a podcast, you know, want me to be on it. And then it, and then they shut it down. Like once they realize how much work and consistency it actually takes. Yeah. Well, that's kind of everything in life. I feel like, you know, people have really good, big, grand ideas for business or for life or for podcasting or YouTube or whatever it is. And then they realize how much work it actually is. And uh, they kind of shut it down. Yeah, that's why I always tell people I'll be I'll be your fiftieth guest. Now I've raised it to a hundred. Like I'll be your hundredth guest. But for you, I'll do anything. Oh, you're the sweetest. I appreciate that. You're gonna be episode I think seventy seven. So it's not a hundred. So I feel like you made an exception for me. So for that, I'm grateful. Um, and by the way, guys, make sure you screenshot this, put it in your Instagram stories, your Facebook feeds, and everywhere else. I will interact with every single one of you. So let's talk about that. I, I think we should talk about consistency. I think that's a good topic. I think that with all of this crazy Corona stuff, people are sort of stuck at home and realizing how inconsistent they actually have been. Um, and I would love for you to talk on that. Well, obviously, I think consistency is key in anything that you do. However, especially nowadays, uh, I was talking to my sales team the other day, which were a little bit, you know, nervous as to whether people are going to part with their money. Now we are an online training software. So obviously we're getting high demand. A lot of people need to create something online. Now they used to train in person, go to a lot of events. Well, those things are at least for a little while, you know, uh, closing down basically. So we're getting a lot of phone calls 
Um, but they were just a little nervous. And I told them, man, we have to be ones that give the confidence to our customer. Right now, they want to hold on to their money. And folks, let me tell you something. Do not be one of those people that hold on to your money in fear, waiting to see what happens and then run out of money. And now you have no options. Reserve some of your money to make more money. And you better do it now before you run out. Because again, everybody's afraid, well, what's going to happen? And they're, and they're, their money just continues to, to dwindle until pretty soon they don't have any options. Right now, I can join an MLM. I can start my own business. I can create a landing page. I can do a lot of things right now when I have a little money. But if I'm one of those scared-ass bitches that are just going to sit here and be afraid to spend one dime, you're going you're gonna to find yourself in, in a situation you don't want to be in. So I'm telling everybody, listen, we have to have the confidence for people. Because most people don't understand that if you don't use the money, I'm not saying spend it. I'm saying use it to make more. You're going to be in a situation where you don't have any, and now you have no way to make more. And now you're begging and you're pleading and you're borrowing and you're stealing and you're looting and you're rioting. And you don't want any of that, do you? Oh, my. Okay, I warned y'all he was going to shoot fire out of his mouth. It has already begun. So I love this. You know, so many people um, are in fear of waiting to see what happens. And I just, I think we're both on the same page that that's not any way to run a life, let alone a business. And so I want you to kind of back up a minute because you said something about, you know, right now while you have money, even if it's getting smaller because maybe you're currently losing, maybe you've lost a job or you're laid off or the economy obviously is contracting, you said to use it to make money because you have options now. You gave some people some options uh, and you mentioned having the confidence for people during this time. So uh, do you want to go? And by the way, Brad is not a network marketer. So he said, join an MLM, yet he is not a network marketer. So if you could go through a couple of those scenarios for people uh, to, to help them right now who are like, okay, he's telling me to put money somewhere, but like he kind of glossed over it. What do I do? What would you suggest? Well, I mean, immediately, I and you're right, I'm not a network marketer or an MLMer or a direct marketer. However, uh, I do believe in it. In other words, it's the absolute cheapest way to start your own business on earth. I mean, other than from zero scratch, but those don't work out very well. So, for example, you know, Prove It is an amazing one. And by the way, I still need a lot of cream scent, right? That cream is, is that like a Is that like a Jesse Lee said me something? <laughs> Well, the, the cream's the best. You know, uh, uh, we, we have Prove It coming on board with Lightspeed right now. I don't know if you know that. Yay. Hey, that's my referral. Don't think I don't yeah, know but that. It's, it wasn't, it, it's not Underwood. It's another guy named Kyle Pacetti. Oh, okay. I know who that is. So anyway, he's going to do it for his own team. And then when everybody sees what it does, because I showed him how to do it right, woo, you all going to want some. Now, anyway, listen, it, at the end of the day, I would do MLM. Why? Well, because for a very small investment and a little bit of work and consistency and some confidence and some closing ability and follow people like you who are already doing it successfully, like it's there's no secret in how to do it. Uh, I, I think people in this day and age can can literally save their own ass, um, especially if they follow someone like you. Why? Well, because you show people how to do it with Facebook and videos and like you're, you're not out there shaking hands and doing home parties and crap. You know, there's no, listen, if you're in a network marketing company right now that, that your whole business model was to invite everybody over to your house to give them the opportunity, well, guess what, dude, you can do the same opportunity online through a Zoom meeting. You don't have to be in person. 
And although I don't necessarily believe that there is, in other words, when it comes to the coronavirus, I don't believe that, that this is all for the coronavirus. Like I'm just, I, you know, I don't have a tinfoil hat, but I can tell you this guys, the death rate, the death rate is, is so extremely low that, that they're making a huge deal out of this. I mean, they shut down Las Vegas, dude, casinos and everything. They shut down NBA. They shut down NHL. They're shut down the United States. The whole world is shut down over a freaking two to 5% mortality rate. Never, never. They don't care if a bunch of old people die. They don't care if a bunch of young people die. They don't care. People die every day. They don't stop things over it. Now, if you go watch the movie Contagion, you've seen them shut down borders and get all nervous. And that was way scarier and a way higher death rate than, than what we're dealing with. So I believe there's something more to it. I believe whether it's 5G, whether it's Q, whether it's freaking taking down the dark deep state cabal you know who knows but there's something there's something going on kids and 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 i personally i don't let it affect me i took my entire company sent them home okay i gave them all remote workstations we are 100 online the only thing that's taken a little bit of a of a, of a bang is creating content because we had three state-of-the-art studios that we don't use anymore. But guess what? I've got my green screen. I've got my camera. I've got Zoom. I can hit record and make, make a module right now. Yep. So anything, anything people can do online is key. And the reason why I would suggest network marketing is because there's leaders and people already making money successfully and they can show someone that's willing to work, use consistency, how to make money and support their family. So I want to back some of that up because I think it's so powerful. So I want—I mean, I, I want to get a little controversial. So what what do you think it is, and what are you going to do when the economy inevitably starts to collapse because we've sent everybody home? Nobody's working except for the online marketers. What uh, what is what is Brad Lee's plan for all of this? Well, I'm following my own my own advice. Okay, I moved everything online. I'm I'm willing to adapt. So again, I mean, like a lot of times people think it's the strongest that survive, the one with the most money. It's not. It's the one that's willing to adapt. So in certain cases, you're able to, you know, take a, you know, pivot when most people won't, you know, they're plumbers, they're lawyers, they're landscapers, they're doctors. And they're wondering, what am I going to do? I'm a, I'm a, not a doctor. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm a landscaper. What am I going to do? Well, in this case, maybe you're going to end up a plumber. Okay. Maybe you're going to join an MLM and end up thanking God all this happened because you never would have done it otherwise. And the only reason I say MLM is not because I know you're in it. It's because I'm telling you guys for a little bit of money and a little bit of freaking consistency, anyone can actually do it. Anyone. I've seen the biggest dipshits on earth become the biggest leaders in these companies. Why? Because they were too stupid to stop. They were too stupid to not follow directions. They were just like so dumb. They literally made money because all they did is, you know, they took the product, they followed the plan, they became a product of the product, all the crap you hear. Guess what? It works. So at the end of the day, all you have to do is run around and meet people and be gregarious and freaking do it with consistency. So again, landscaper might end up an MLMer, an MLMer might end up a landscaper. If MLM got crushed and there was no way to do your MLM, dude, stop, adapt and, and try and, and figure out something else. And that's what I'm doing. 
you know, Lightspeed fortunately is a digital company. We've always been digital. I can a hundred percent operate from home. So, so our business is kind of blowing up. So I'm not adapting in that way, but I am adapting like this. I would never do a podcast unless it's in real, in real life. I've done several um, over the internet. I'm going to start doing dropping bombs this way, because again, I don't want anybody coming in coughing on my microphones. I actually thought about that. I was like, I'm going to text him and ask him because I feel like if there's any time I'm going to be able to get you, I know how busy you are. Every time I'm in Vegas, I'm like, we could never connect. We're both going crazy. Uh, I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to send him a text. I'm going to see if it works out. So the willingness to adapt, uh, you, as long as I've known you, you have preached the gospel of using your money to make more money. Um, you've been talking about, you know, you, you bought the floor underneath of your second level at Lightspeed and you, you bought all of the real estates to make it a bigger office because you should use your money so it's not just sitting there. Uh, what are some examples maybe of how you've done something like that in the past, aside from what I just said, and maybe how you're going to adapt with this, uh, with what's going to go on with the economy, whether it's in your business or whether it's with how you're going to expand light speed or whatever. Well, in reality, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of do the opposite, which is ironic. You know, I, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, I wonder why I've spent a hundred thousand a month on my offices all this time. Well, like, I don't even I don't even need them for now. Yeah. Or in general, oh, you're saying in general, you didn't even need them. Oh, I don't need them right now. Like I like I've been thinking about maybe like when this is over, just staying this way. But I kind of like having brick and mortar offices. People show up. I like my big marble conference tables. So, you know, I'm a little I like bit your big rhinos. He's got rhinos everywhere. Like I see a baby rhino behind you right now. He's doing something outside in your yard. I don't know. Not like a real rhinoceros, but he's big. <laughs> that's a little one my wife got me but uh you know i don't know uh I, I i adapt on on a regular basis so if you called me back in a couple of months i might be able to tell you better what i'm planning on doing to adapt but what i'm doing is i'm paying attention i'm looking for problems most people want to avoid problems they want to not face them well i look for them because problems is where opportunities are most people get up every morning hoping to not have any problems. I get up looking for problems because problems is where solutions exist. And the solutions is what people actually pay for. And again, like nobody wants to be on keto. They want to be skinny and or healthier. Nobody wants, you know, a car. They want to get around and show off and look good and get girls and do whatever the car does for them. People don't buy products. They buy solutions they buy results so at the end of the day i just look for problems and and i'm going to try to you know find them all and solve them all if you if you want to make a million dollars you solve a million problems or solve one big one like if i just came out with a cure how rich would i be i think you'd have more than a million dollars my friend <laughs> hey, and, and, by, and, and by the way i do already know the cure and and i guarantee you when it comes out it'll definitely cure the coronavirus you know what it is what's the cure brad tell us one of the cures because i'm sure there's more than one exosomes i don't even know what that is what's exosomes well you got to google it but figure it it's, it's not stem cells but kind of like stem cells oh okay i'll look stem into cell it. therapy matter of fact i just saw uh, yesterday that their chinese doctors successfully treated nine covid patients critical covid patients that walked out of the hospital four days later guess what he treated them with exosomes, exosomes. <laughs> wow yep wow 
yeah, it is impressive the amount, the percentage of recovery with this. That's uh, so I, I, well, I was talking to a doctor at Cedar Sinai, uh, and, and, uh, he, he, he said the, the, the place isn't even packed. Um, if you guys know a, a girl named Carrie case go look on her Facebook page, she interviewed a doctor at Cedar Sinai. Um, he said, same thing. There's nobody even in the place. Hardly. It's not packed. It's not overrun. Most people that come in, they got a runny nose, a headache, and then they send them home with some electrolytes and some Tylenol. Like he doesn't understand it either. Now, yes, there are complications for older patients with underlying conditions. Yes. If you have respiratory problems, you could be in trouble. People are dying, but, but again, not because I, I don't want anyone to not stay home. Like people are always like, Oh, so I shouldn't be afraid. I don't think you should be afraid, but I think you should stay home. I think, I think, listen, I mean, let's think about this. The only way to not get coronavirus, right, is to go home. Do not leave your house for 14 days. If in 14 days you don't have any symptoms, you more than likely don't have it. So now if you stay in your house, you won't get it. So if you go home and pretend that you have it, right? You want to stay in your home so you don't spread it. So either way, you want to stay home. You pretend you don't have it, keep your ass home. Pretend you do have it, keep your ass home. So at the end of the day, dude, everybody should be staying their ass home and and don't let your friends come over. That's just stupid. One of your friends is out not staying home and, and you let them come back and forth then guess what? You're, you're, you're less likely to get it. But dude, if I were you, I'd lock it down. Nobody's allowed at my house. Nobody. I'll be right over. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, well, good advice. So I want to talk about fear then because uh, not necessarily fear about the coronavirus or about any of this pandemic or whatever, but maybe more so even like fear for people when they're maybe considering starting a business or considering going all in on a business or uh, maybe taking leaps of faith around, uh, around their business. What are your, your thoughts on fear in general? Well, I mean, I, I, I think it's very difficult to get rid of fear. I think the, the, the key is to not get rid of it, but to use it. I think the key is to use fear, change what you fear. So, so for example, a lot of people fear what might happen if they do something. And I always try to fear what will happen if I don't. Mm. So like when someone said, you know, you, when you started Lightspeed, Brad, you, you quit your job. Weren't you afraid? And I said, yeah, I was afraid. And they said, well, then how did you get past the fear and do it? I said, I became afraid of what would happen if I didn't quit my job and try. See, so I just used fear. Fear is a powerful motivator. I think, I think if more people understood that, they wouldn't try to get rid of fear. You see these signs that say no fear. I think it's impossible. As human beings, we are, are inherently designed in our DNA to have fear. Fear saves our life. You know, fear is, is what uh, allows you to uh, increase your adrenaline and, you know, fight off things that you normally couldn't fight off. You've heard of the old ladies picking up the cars. Yeah. You know, well, that's adrenaline. And so, yeah, you're never going to get rid of fear. So my, my only suggestion would be use it to your advantage. And most people say, well, how do you do that? Just whatever you want, whatever you think you should do that you're afraid of doing, figure out what would be worse than doing it and, and fear that worse than you feared whatever you're afraid of. 
I love that. So he said to fear what will happen if you don't do it. Uh, so you mentioned that you had the fear, of course, of quitting your job and then starting Lightspeed. Uh, what scares you now? What is your fear right now that's motivating you to do something new or innovative or pivoting a little bit or something like that? Well, I mean, I'm not one to freak out and stress. I'm pretty laid back. I don't really, you know, worry too much about things. Uh, but watching social media over the last week or two, you have to literally filter what goes into your head and what you allow into your mind. Because the other day, I was literally sitting there going, man, oh, this is terrible. Holy moly, what's going to happen? And I literally had to shake myself and say, Brad, what are you, what are you thinking? Number one, the media is owned by 90%, you know, of the same people. In other words, all of the channels, 90% of the channels are owned by the same four companies. Those four companies that own the media basically mm-hmm. can tell and it can say anything they want to say. There's no ramification for lying or sensationalizing anything. So remember, everything that you hear on the media is not necessarily true. Just because you saw it on the news does not make it true. You know, it's interesting you say that. So I have a very large Italian business. And I think you might know where I'm going with this. (laughs) So huge Italian team. They're incredible. They are in northern Italy. Which if you read the news, if you watch whatever, it's like you would think that Italy is like a war zone. Like it sounds like everybody's dying in Italy. And so every single day I'm messaging our Italians. I'm like, is everything okay? Is everything good? Because our, our media is saying that everybody's dying. Everything's crazy. And they're like, yeah, our media is saying the same thing, but we're good. We're just staying home. And if we have to get groceries, we get groceries. Uh, that's it. And it's amazing because even people that you speak to that are clearly watching too much media, uh, they're sharing that, that same side of the story. So it's amazing how people's perspective, I talk a lot about perspective, but people's perspectives are, are heavily reliant on things that might not actually be reality. Well, again, there's a lot of theory out there. If you really want to blow your mind, I've been looking into one. It's the most far-fetched one I've heard in the million years, but man, would it be great if it was true. And it's ultimately, if you go to YouTube and look up the channel Fall Cabal, F-A-L-L-C-A-B-A-L, and watch the 10 videos, they're about 15 minutes each. Dude, it literally breaks down what they say is going on. And man, if that's what's happening, woo, I'm excited. But I, I, it's so far-fetched. It causes what's called cognitive dissonance, mm-hmm. which means it's so crazy that everyone just goes, oh, that can't be true. And so they just, they just disregard it. But if you look at the evidence that those 10 videos give you and you really look them up yourself, you start to realize like, wow, man, even if nothing else, you wake up a little bit. And, and it's like interesting, interesting stuff. But, you know, I've got a few friends in Italy and they say, you know, there are young people dying. It's not just old people. And, and what people don't understand about Italy and, and northern Italy specifically, for some reason, and it's not anything, I don't know the reason, but the flu, the common flu hits northern Italy harder than the rest of Italy and the rest of countries for some reason. I don't know. I think it may be in their culture. They kiss a lot. They kiss on both sides of the cheeks. They do. So they spread it. They <laughs> spread it faster. Um, there's an older population there that smokes a lot. There's a lot of smoking in Italy. Um, so, so who knows why? But I, I've I've heard from people in Italy, and they're like, "Dude, this is real. You better stay your ass home." 
Yeah, they are staying home, but they don't. Uh, they don't know anybody who's passed away, and it's a very large team. So that is at least encouraging to me for sure. You know, you know. Listen to this too. I've asked everybody I know. Does anybody know somebody that has coronavirus? And I haven't had anyone that knows anyone with coronavirus. I guess that goes back to perspective, right? Just uh, and, and filtering what goes in your head, like you said, which I think is. That's for everything. That's not just coronavirus. I think that's for anything in general, you know, surrounding yourself with good people or negative anything, disempowering language, just filtering what's going on in your mind. I think whether we're talking coronavirus or anything else, I think that is such a cornerstone habit of successful people is they, they pay attention to who they're letting influence what they're talking about. Um, so I, speaking of perspective, I watched this video of yours that I was obsessed with and I want you to say it again because I need, I mean, I shared it, but I feel like this podcast gets a lot, a lot, a lot of listeners. I need more people to hear this. You did a video and you were talking about the value of somebody's life and the perspective of what your life is worth. You know, which video of yours I'm talking about? It was a $20 million thing. Well, yeah, yeah, I, I call that the million dollar morning, but but ultimately, I think what it is is basically if I were to give someone a million dollars, they get all excited and they and they freak out and they're pumped up for a month. But if I said I'll give you a million dollars, but you can't wake up tomorrow, of course they wouldn't take it, and they wouldn't take ten million, and they wouldn't even take twenty million. So realistically, if you just take that for what it means, it means when you open your eyes in the morning, you should be excited for one reason, because you got something that's admittedly worth more than $20 million, which is another day. So I call it the million dollar morning. And it, what it does is it allows you to put your perspective in the right place from, from, from the minute you wake up, you wake up. So when I wake up in the morning, as soon as I open my eyes, I'm like, boom, oh my God, another day. And this, by the way, admittedly, no one will argue this is worth more than $20 million. Like, would you take $20 million to just not wake up tomorrow? Absolutely not. No, no one would. Yeah. So, so, so if you can get your perspective in the right frame of mind in the morning, which is the best time, the way I do it is when I open my eyes, I'm as grateful as getting $20 million. Why? Well, because I wouldn't take, I wouldn't take not waking up over that. So when I wake up, it's worth more than that, that I just woke up. So I'm fired up and nothing throughout the day bothers me. That's why, that's why I said, I'm not one to worry. I'm not one to freak out like every day i am so grateful that i'm just alive even though i am 51 now by the way oh my goodness brad Jeez. well still i mean dude people can die from 51 so so at the end of the day it's like i'm already 51 and and you know you 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 get trapped into waking up and no i gotta go to work and oh damn you know i got bills and i can't afford them and i'm tired of living paycheck to paycheck and when am i going to get my break and so and so doesn't like me and boo hoo boo hoo and ultimately what happens is that perspective that mindset that attitude literally affects your entire day mm. so i always say there's no such thing as a bad day the question is is how but say that again cuz for some reason that cut out i don't know if that was your internet or mine you said there's no such thing as a bad day there's yeah, I said there's no such thing as a bad day. The only question is, is how good will it get? Oh, I love that. Ah, there's no such thing as a bad day. The only question is, how good will it get? And so that you're calling that your million dollar morning. Is that like your, is that your only gratitude practice you do throughout the day? Or are there other things you do to remind yourself? Or is that just, that's all you need? 
Well, I try to remind myself on a daily basis, but usually when I wake up, the first thing I think about is the gratitude. Like, man, I I can't, I'm so lucky that I even woke up. So now all of a sudden, boom, everything is beautiful. The kids run in that would normally annoy me. They won't eat their breakfast. They won't brush their teeth. It's like, hey, no problem. Let's figure out another solution. Like it just puts me in a perspective and a mindset like no other. I love that. I highly recommend it. And by the way, I had to train myself to do that. And the way I trained myself to do is I just stuck a sign on my wall for like five years. And and the sign, when I woke up, the sign just said, you get another day, bitch. Congratulations. And so, and so I just, and I put dollar signs all over it. And I just thought to myself every day when I woke up, first thing I saw is that sign. And I'm like, yep, yep, that's true. That's true. And you catch yourself getting negative. And then you just got to remember, man, you being alive Literally, you being alive is enough. Mm. I love that. Yeah, you being alive is enough. And I think a lot of people get into that mindset that you just said of kind of that boo-hoo, when is my day coming? Uh, and I hope people see the same opportunities that you and I are talking about with like the situations that are going on right now to really take your family potentially to a whole other level. Um, I have another question, but before I do it, I know this will make no sense to you. But for those of you who are doing the podcast scavenger hunt, Brad Lee's letter is L, like his last name, Lee, or like Jesse Lee, or like, like, or like uh Lamborghini okay like Lamborghini so the letter for this podcast is L okay so my next question is what is next for Brad Lee what do you have up your sleeve what are what are you looking forward to you know I'm looking forward to this thing to pass obviously because because you know I want to go out and travel um ultimately in the next three to five years I will probably semi-retire I'm looking forward to turning my company over to some of some of the employees and just literally taking the next five or ten years and seeing the world I think we underappreciated the ability to travel and 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 I've always liked to do so but I I really I didn't really enjoy it as much as I think I should have and could have and now that's what I'm looking forward to I'm looking to get this thing past us, uh, get everything situated and then just go out and, 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 and travel the world. Where, uh, where do you want to go the most? I like Italy, believe it or not, Northern Italy, but all over, you know, Greece, Spain, um, Portugal, South America. You know, I'm also thinking about creating a course for MLM. Yeah, you should. Yeah, Cause I have this thing. I have this thing. I used to call it me too until the me too movement. Uh. It was called me with a two, like to the second power, uh-huh. M-E squared. Because usually you've always heard if it's up to, if it's going to be, it's up to me. Mm-hmm. So now it's just called me three, which is me three. Cause there's three steps I think that are very simple. And if people can understand them, they're pretty easy. And if everyone followed them, man, everybody would be, would be much better off. Now here's what it is. I pretend like pretend you're in the mafia. Okay. Like I don't recruit people. I accept people. See the difference. Okay. Now, the reason why I say that is because if you're accepted into this group, you're guaranteed to be rich. Now, mind you, disclaimer, this is not what you should go do because I don't think you're allowed to say these things, but I'm just telling you. (laughs) Again, he's not a network marketer, so compliance, we are not right now. All right, hit him. (laughs) Yeah, I I disclaimed it. But if you think like this, I'm telling you, you're going to be huge. Now, here's why. Because if someone actually did this, they would never, ever 
fail in network marketing. Now, it's first thing you have to do, obviously, is sign up and get two people. Now, if you just help those two people get two people and you do it like the mafia, meaning if you don't do what you said you're going to do, you know, we'll kill you. Like, like you, 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 you better do what you say you're going to do. Like you don't have an option, like the mafia type shit, like we'll kill you. So you sign up with that kind of, you know, enthusiasm to get something done. If you sign up two people and you help them get two people, you're done. You don't have to do another thing because those two people will agree to the same thing you did and they'll help their two and all the way down. And that's how they explode. And if everyone just let that happen and made sure that that happened, MLMs would be the quickest way to get rich on planet earth. Why? Well, because all you have to do is get to and help them get to, and then have everybody do what they said they're going to do, which is get to and help them get to that's it. Get to and help them get to that's it. But that's like the mafia and we can't kill people. So what are the other steps? That's it. That's it. That's, that's, it? What, that's why I haven't, that's why I haven't done it and marketed it yet. Cause I don't know how much it would sell. <laughs> course would be called like how to I don't know how to join an MLM and then maybe die I don't know <laughs> you would need a really strong marketing campaign behind it <laughs> but could you would you agree that if someone just got two people and helped them get two and everyone did the same thing how fast would that grow yeah of course it'd be crazy um, it'd be the fastest growing on earth problem is is people don't stay consistent they don't do what they said they're gonna do here's another thing you want me to help your people repair their confidence because a lot of times this is what happens. People literally cannot break a ceiling because they technically deep down subconsciously, they don't like themselves and they, and they're not even aware of it. They literally can't figure out why they can never break through a limitation of theirs. And it's because their subconscious mind doesn't like them and it won't let them because it boils down to choices. The choices you make determine the road you'll take. Everything boils down to choices. They're very small choices. Everybody worries about the big choices. Worry about the small choices and the big ones will take care of themselves. So whether you get up in the morning and work out or don't work out, whether you make one more call or don't make one more call, whether you talk to that person or not talk to that person, should I take that girl's number when I'm in a relationship? Probably not, but I chose to. Next thing you know, a year and a half later, I'm going through a divorce and I can't figure out why. Well, because you're a dumbass and you made the wrong decisions. You made the wrong choices. So I go deeper than that. Why do people make these choices that they that they know is going to screw up their success and their momentum? And it boils down to subconsciously. That's why they call it subconscious, because you're not aware of it. Subconsciously, you don't like yourself. And the reason you don't like yourself without even being aware of it is because for your whole life, you've lied to yourself. You've procrastinated. You've let yourself down. You've made wrong decisions. You've screwed people. You've lied, cheated, all of that. And so subconsciously, the recording after years and years starts to realize, hey, you're a dirtbag. And so you don't even think it. You have what's called an ego. Well, that's the opposite. That's where you're protecting yourself. And so you're basically, you know, egotistical, which you don't want to be. So how do you repair that? How do you get yourself to actually like yourself? Here's a four. Here's a five step plan. You ready? I'm ready. Just like if you pissed me off and me and you weren't friends and you really loved me and you wanted to get back in my good graces, what would you do first? Apologize. You'd apologize. You apologize to yourself and, and don't be a dipshit. Forgive yourself. Don't hold a grudge against yourself. It's not wise. So go ahead and forgive yourself. Number one. Number two, I want you to commit. And the word commit is very simple. Just decide because it is a decision. It's a choice. 
Just decide to always do what you say you're going to do. Now, what does that mean? Don't agree to do all the things you currently agree to do. Don't quickly think, hey, I'm starting that diet on Monday when you're not. Hey, I'm joining the MLM Monday when you don't. Don't commit to shit that you're not willing to do. So just first decide, I'm going to do everything I say I'm going to do because no one can make you do it. Only you can agree to do the things that I'm talking about. So number one, you want to forgive yourself. Number two, you want to commit to always do what you say you're going to do, period. End of story. Now, number three, you always hear about these big audacious goals. I want you to set 10 small baby goals, just little tiny baby goals. Like let's say you get up at 8 a.m. and you want to start a goal. Tomorrow morning, wake up at 7.59. That's how small of a goal I'm talking about. Because your mind doesn't know the difference between winning big and winning small. It just knows you're winning. So all you have to do is set 10 small goals a day that you are damn sure you're going to achieve. Why? See step two. So you're going to do them because you decided you were going to do them and you wrote them down and you will now do them because you always do what you say you're going to do. And then every day you're getting a little bit better and a little bit better and a little bit better. But more importantly, you're basically reprogramming your mind. You're starting to put the images of winning in your head. And after 30, 60, 90 days, pretty soon it's like, holy shit, dude, I'm a winner. Like I win and, and, and I do what I say. So what happens after about 60 to 90 days is you start to sit up a little taller and you start to walk a little more proudly. And then guess what? You start to actually feel like you deserve more and see, here's what's crazy because you do deserve more. So what you do is you start working a little harder, working a little smarter, making better choices. Why? I don't know. It's maybe because you're starting to actually like yourself. So at the end of the day, you start to feel like you deserve more and, and you start to do more and you start to make good decisions. And then guess what? Step four. And by the way, step three is to do it for 60 to 90 days. And then step four is to what I call weed the garden. Because ironically, when you start doing this and you start feeling like you deserve more and you start doing things that will actually get you more, like not hanging out at the club till 4 a.m., you know, maybe you're not hanging out with your buddies every night, smoking Xbox or smoking weed, playing the Xbox. You're telling them, no, I'm going to go read a book. And they're going to be like, read a book. What kind of a dipshit are you? So what you do after the fourth step is to start weeding the garden. Anybody that talks any shit about your new life, your new found interest in bettering your situation you cut them out, man. You get rid of them. You limit. And by the way, if it's your mom, because a lot of times it's your mom, it's your boyfriend, it's your husband, it's your wife. You don't, when I say cut them out, I don't necessarily mean never talk to your mom again. I say, do not receive what they're telling you. Just realize that their information is invalid and just choose not to receive it. So when someone says, oh, you, you, you oh, look at Brad, look, he's going to go read a book. What a, what a freaking dipshit. So at the end of the day, you, you cut those negative people out of your life. And pretty soon you start to attract people into your life that actually support, encourage. And next thing you know, new opportunities open up. And pretty soon, 90 days, six months later, dude, you're, you're like, holy crap, dude, my life has changed. I literally have different circles, different friends, different goals, different objectives. And your whole life turns around. It's unbelievable. And then number five is, is ultimately be authentic because here's, here's the problem. You're trying to be something you're not will never last. And what people don't realize is they're so afraid of being themselves 
because they fear judgment, that they start to be versions of themselves, which isn't real and it doesn't last. And then you basically end up in, a, in an area where you're not around your, let's call it a tribe or, or true people. Because I always say, people are so afraid of the hate that they'll never, they'll never find the love. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? They're, they're so worried about judgment that they will not be themselves where they don't realize if they're just who they are and they own it and they're authentic and they're excited about being themselves. Don't worry about what other people think of you. The people that do love you and like what you're saying and doing will start to come forth and the ones that don't will go away. It's universe's natural selection. The people that think you're a douche, oh, dude, that's douchey. Good. Go away if you think it's douchey. Do it loud enough and proud enough. And guess what? Pretty soon, all the people that believe what you believe, think like you think and love what you love are your circle. And that is when you find true happiness. I love that. So apologize to yourself and forgive yourself. Commit, write 10 small goals, small, small goals, do them for 60 to 90 days. Weed the garden of the people who are terrible in your life and then be authentic to yourself. And I would argue that's probably how you built your brand really was with that authentic authenticity, you know, cause when you're, when you love who you are, you don't mind doing it loudly. And then you attract a whole bunch of people, which I think is, is so powerful. Um, I have one more question for you and then I'll let you do whatever closing thoughts you want. And I respect your time. So I'll let you go. Uh, cause I think this ties really nicely into this. So how you have so many high level friendships and relationships. I mean, guys, like Anybody I've probably ever quoted on this, unless they're already passed away, is probably somebody that Brad has in his cell phone. And so my question to you is, how did you start accruing friendships like that? How did you start gaining the confidence? Because a lot of people who listen to this do not have confidence. So I love that you went through that uh, to start putting better people in your life. Like, you know, I mentioned a couple people at the beginning of this podcast, and some of those probably aren't even the most powerful people you know. Well, I believe uh, relationships are key. And the problem with most people and building relationships is they, they didn't repair the one they have with themselves first. So they, so they never f- have the confidence or figure out how to build long-lasting and fruitful relationships with others. Fortunately, I accidentally learned how to repair it with myself. So now I, I'm able to reach out and, 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 and make friends with a lot of big, powerful people. Number one, you, ha- you should get around big, powerful people. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of times where where people aren't really um, aware of 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 how to do that when it's really, you know, um, common sense. Like where do rich people hang out if you want to hang out with rich people? Well, they hang out at, at nice restaurants. They hang out at, you know, front row at events. They go to VIP rooms. They they belong to country clubs. So if you, so if you really, really want to. uh hang out with them well then that's where you go man you go where they go does that make sense makes sense to me and then, and then again most people won't even most people won't even uh roll up on anybody and or introduce themselves i mean if you want to find attract and nurture relationships you have to understand that repairing relationships can be just as valuable as getting new ones right you have to be intentional right you have to literally be intentional problem is, is people are thinking oh well then you're going to use people Well, if you think you're using somebody, it's only because you're undervaluing what you bring to the table. That makes sense. That's like, yeah, yeah. I I had this whole conversation with, uh, 
I know you know what imposter syndrome is, of course. And I still, like, I struggle with that all the time. Like, I was like, is Brad going to say yes? Like, I've reached out to some pretty big, like, big name people. And every single person said yes. And I'm like, why did I, like, I waited so long to be like, Brad, will you be on my podcast? I'm like, it's it still gets me. So you're, I mean, I feel like I love myself. I mean, I've worked through a lot of this stuff too. But it's like you said, I'm like, Oh God, would Brad say yes? Oh gosh, should I reach out to Ed? Is he going to say yes? Oh God, if I message Lewis Howes, is he going to say yes? Or whoever it is. And I'm like, I'm literally, I, and I know I'm the best network marketer on planet earth. I'm not stupid. Like I know how big this podcast has already gotten. I know all, I know all of this, but it's like, I still, I still go through that stuff too. So I'm glad you're, you know, I'm glad you're going through this right now. Cause it's, it's very prevalent even in my life. Well, just remember, folks, the more hands you shake, the more money you make. I like that. So if I were you, I were to go out like I like sometimes I do my little coaching groups and I'll tell people, go out today and meet 10 new people. Whenever you're done with your day, go out and introduce yourself to 10 new people. And a lot of times people feel uncomfortable introducing themselves. Well, again, why? You got to you got to start asking yourself, why do I feel uncomfortable introducing myself? Well, again, a lot of people will think, well, no one's going to like me. Well, well, I'm not rich. Well, I'm not worth it. Okay, well, again, stop. Go repair the relationship you have with yourself. That's the problem right there. You, no one's going to like you until you like you. Okay, number one, when you wa- walk up to somebody and make an introduction, the, the way I teach people to do it is, number one, to give a compliment. Most people are like, well, that's ingenuine. Okay, look, make excuses as you want. My Rolodex can choke a horse. How am I friends with a lot of people? Because, dude, I don't ask, I don't ask people for shit. Like how many times have I called you and asked you for anything? I don't ask people for shit. I'm, if I can help you, I'll help you. I'm going to be, I'm going to compliment you. I'm going to be authentic because if you don't like me, that's good. We shouldn't be friends. And number three, I'm going to genuinely want to help you. So if you, if you do those three things, you know, if you walk up to somebody, give them a genuine compliment, right? Be yourself. Cause again, if they don't like you, they shouldn't be in your Rolodex. But go up, compliment, be authentic, and then literally be sincerely trying to help other people, and you'll do fine, man. You have to be interesting, though. A lot of times, you know, people are wondering, why would anyone like me? Well, I always ask somebody, you know, what book have you read? What, what do you do? What do you like to do? You know, are you interesting? Well, that depends. What are you interested in? Like, who are you? Do you even know? If you don't know who you are, how is anyone else going to know who you are? So, so you literally have to start being interesting by being interested in other shit. That was really strong. And I hope people heard that through all of this. What book have you read recently? So you have something to talk about. Like if I, like if I consumed nothing of Brad's and then I came on here and I tried to talk to him and I hadn't taken any time to consume any of his stuff or know anything about him or create any kind of relationship. It's almost like, how would I have the audacity, right? To even try to have this conversation. So I think that's super strong and I appreciate you answering that. Um, my last thing for you is if you want to leave some people with maybe one final closing thought, I know you are the king of dropping bombs there. If I had a little bomb machine, I would have, dropped several bombs for you today, but my podcast is not called dropping bombs. So there are no there. I made a sound effect for you. There you go. That was for you. Uh, but if there's one last bomb you would love to drop and then, uh, and then we can continue our day in quarantine. Uh, I would love that. You know, the only bomb I would drop is, you know, 
probably been heard a thousand times, which is basically, you know, if you really, really want to find the person that can help you change your whole entire life, I want you to go into a bathroom, okay, shut the door, make sure no one else is in there and look around and you'll see that motherfucker real quick. I love it. That's a, there you go. There's your Bob. That's a little baby Bob. Well, that's the, that's the person that can help you. Everybody else is looking for other people and other things and other answers. When the answer is looking right at them in the mirror, like folks, literally, if you realize that you do have the ability to do anything you want and go anywhere you want and have anything you want, you will realize what I think the, the most successful people realize, which is literally there's no limitations. The problem is, is ever since we're little, we are starting to be told, no, sit, don't, hush. And we start to be put in limitations, limitations, limitations. And some of us break free from limitations. And then some of us start to conform to limitations. So if I were to drop a bomb and, and give anybody the, the secret, if there is one, it's folks. The only limitations you have are the ones that you set for yourself. I love that. Oh, big bomb. I love it. Thank you so much for your time, Brad. I know you are extremely busy and I'm super grateful for your technology right now and extremely great. Oh, unstoppable is what his shirt says. Um, you guys can't see it, but I can. I'm just, I'm so grateful for our relationship, our friendship and for your time today. I know it's worth a whole lot of time, money and resources. So if you have not already rewound this 20 times, you need to, and you need to share it with people. So make sure you screenshot this, put it in your stories. Feel free to tag me, tag Brad. Um, it's, it's at the real bradley correct that's right real bradley Uh, what remember some people think it's l-e-e when it's l-e-a people say is that leah i say i don't know do you drink tia i know i told the joke at the beginning i was joking all right he's reminding you (laughs) i love it and um i appreciate you so much so thank you for your time i love you and uh i look forward to hearing some feedback from this podcast